We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. It's nothing about the past, nothing about the future. Right now we're preparing for Cincinnati. Hey everyone, welcome back to Trips Tennis Talk, the amateur podcast about professional tennis. It's been about a month since our last upload. I think you've had plenty of time now to listen to that four hour and 20 minute podcast that wrapped up the US Open. And if you haven't gotten through it yet, what's the holdup? No, I'm just kidding. And this is a semi-emergency dispatch episode because the Western and Southern Open has been extended for another 25 years in Cincinnati. Before we get into it here, let's play an exciting announcement from our champions. Hello, Cincinnati. Your two champions here. Hey, Cincinnati. We have major news. Your wonderful tournament is staying in Cincinnati. And it's going to be bigger and better forever. It was a thrill for me to win this summer. And it was my first career WTA 1000 title. There were tremendous crowds, over 200,000 fans with incredible energy. Next summer marks its 125th year and promises to be remarkable. With more than 200 million being invested in stadium improvements to raise the tournament's prestige on a global stage. And it gets even better. In 2025, Cincinnati will expand to two weeks of competition for both men and women. Cincinnati, I have won three of your trophies. I would love to have a fourth one in August. I'm so looking forward to defending my title and celebrating with you guys again. Cincinnati will forever be special to me. Like Coco, this jewel of a tournament has a fantastic future. Like Novak, Cincinnati has class. Let's go, Cincinnati. Congratulations. All right, and now we have a written press release from the Western and Southern Open. I'm going to read that now. We're staying in Cincinnati, October 10th, 2023. Beemont Capital, the family office of Charleston-based businessman and philanthropist Benjamin Navarro, announced today the decision to keep the Western and Southern Open at the Lintner Family Tennis Center in Mason, Ohio, just outside Cincinnati, for another 25 years. Quote, The passion and commitment of this community to keep the tournament here was an undeniable factor in our decision to stay, Navarro said. The city of Mason, Warren County, the state of Ohio, and multiple corporate entities demonstrated their unwavering support for the tennis tournament. This tournament and its history are special. We're excited to add to its legacy and create a world-class tennis experience for players and fans. Founded in 1899, the tournament is the nation's longest-running professional tennis tournament played in its city of origin. This means the best players in tennis have been coming to Ohio since before the existence of most major American sporting events, including the World Series, the Masters, the Rose Bowl, the Davis Cup, and the Indianapolis 500. The tournament will celebrate 125 years next year, and with this commitment, 
will eventually celebrate 150 years of competition in Ohio. This premier tennis event is an ATP Masters 1000 and a WTA 1000 tournament. It's one of the world's nine biggest tournaments where both men and women compete at the same time. Actually, this is Trip interjecting here. Um, wrong, because the men and women, you know, compete at the slams, but it's four plus the next nine. Anyway, Beaumont Capital acquired the tournament in October 2022 from the United States Tennis Association, and soon thereafter began evaluating the opportunity to keep it in its current location or relocate it to Charlotte. Quote, the leaders in Charlotte and the state have been incredible partners as we've evaluated our options. This was a very difficult decision, and we are deeply appreciative of the time, energy, and resources that were invested alongside us, Navarro said. We have strong ties to the area and will look for ways to invest in the community and local tennis development in the future. Beaumont Capital is finalizing plans to make significant investments in the facilities and experience. In 2023, The tournament debuted a new fan zone and upgraded player areas in addition to new food and drink offerings, more entertainment, and a variety of activities to complement the tournament's world-class field of players. The impact was evident. The 2023 tournament broke records, exceeded expectations, and set a new benchmark for success. However, that was just a small sample of what is to come, given the pending renovation and tournament expansion slated for 2025. At that time, the tournament will expand in size and duration, extending from 9 to 12 days and growing the single-player draw from 56 to 96 players, making it an even more significant date on the tennis calendar. So there you go. I was not expecting this announcement to drop anytime soon, really. So the timing of the announcement was a surprise to me, and I have to credit Nathan Gelter for that scoop in my personal sphere. So thanks for that, Nathan. I think the timing was the local media in Cincinnati might have had access to it first, and the press release didn't go out till about 10 a.m. Eastern today, and the tennis media, John Wertheim, um, Jose Morgado on Twitter, they didn't post it until a couple hours later, so the news trickled out through the day, but now we know that uh, the tournament is staying in Mason, and this is unexpected. The whole way throughout this process, Charlotte was in the lead to host this event. It felt, during the week that I was there, it, it felt like the tournament was coming to an end. It felt like next year was going to be the last one, and um, something must have happened, and this is just speculation by me, because I don't know what happened. For the Charlotte event, maybe they had traffic issues, maybe they couldn't host an event, maybe they couldn't pull it off, Um, maybe, maybe it's too hot to host an outdoor tennis event in the daytime for two weeks in August in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so from the Charlotte side, I have to say I'm really surprised that this did not happen. 
Um, I think they could have made the infrastructure happen. So maybe Navarro changed his mind. Maybe he didn't, didn't want to face the negative press of quote-unquote stealing the tournament from Cincinnati. Maybe the tennis tours didn't want to face that negative press. Maybe the local politicians and municipal leaders in Charlotte didn't want this to happen or didn't express full-throated support for it. I honestly do not know. But um, for whatever reason, the Charlotte part of the deal fell through. For the Cincinnati part of the deal, they made a counteroffer in the last couple of months that gained momentum and ultimately prevailed. Um, I think again, this is just speculation, but I would guess that the local bigwigs, the powers that be in the Cincinnati area, wanted the tournament to continue. I think the fans wanted it to continue. I think there is a sense of local pride that supports the tournament. I think there's a lot of people around the country that like going to this tournament, like myself, because of its accessibility in a way that, for example, the U.S. Open is not quite as accessible as Mason. You know, cost of vacation access to players, that sort of thing. At Cincinnati, you can be three feet from Daniil Medvedev in a public area. You can be in the first row, and you can see top ten players play without a special ticket. At the U.S. Open, that just doesn't really happen, because you have to pay extra money for that, or they're slightly more distant on the practice courts. Um, And the length of the deal as well, 25-year extension. That was not in the cards at all. I thought, maybe best case scenario, oh, maybe Charlotte's not ready, maybe they get a five-year delay before it goes to Charlotte. But a 25-year long-term extension really is surprising. And it's the Cincinnati way to win as an underdog. The Bengals are kind of an underdog, disrespected franchise, even though they've gotten better. The Reds are an uh, an underdog, disrespected, losing franchise that is now doing a little better. Um, Cincinnati was behind the whole way in this process, and then they come out on top. Now they're doing better. And, uh, you know, Cincinnati is not exactly a major, major sports... Or I shouldn't say that. It is a major sports hub, but it's definitely a small market... A team or a small market for sports, and for them to keep this, that is uh, that cannot be understated. It's a big deal that Cincinnati managed to pull this off, and um, I'm looking forward to returning many times over the next 25 years. Maybe 20. Hopefully, I can get all 25 in a row. That would be nice. But uh, you know, life intervenes and such. But. The goal definitely would be to return next year. Um, let's see. Anything else more to say about this? Um, nope, I don't think so. But it got me fired up. This definitely stirred up the hive today. So I had to come on and do an emergency dispatch. Well, we're here. Let's go ahead and hit a couple of other subjects. Um couple of recent tournaments that have happened. Um, we just had a 
WTA 1000 wrap up in um hang on a second. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, Beijing, yeah. Um WTA 1000 wrap up in Beijing. Iga Swiatek won that 6262 in the finals over Sam Sonova. It was uh Swiatek's first title in a while, so um the and she beat Coco Goff along the way, who she lost to in Cincinnati, so Swiatek sort of reasserted her dominance in that rivalry. Um, and in the men's side right now, we've got a Masters 1000 going on in Shanghai for the first time since 2019. There have been a lot of upsets in that one. Um, just to look at it quickly here, um, Holger Runa lost in the first round. So Zverev lost in that same round. Tiafo, Damonar, Felix, Nori. Um, they all lost in the round of 64. In the third round, Medvedev lost to Korda. Sitsipas lost to Umber. Taylor Fritz lost to Diego Schwartzman. And then in the round of 16 matches that have been going on, um, Shelton beat Sinner. Fabian Marijan beat Casper Ruud. So there have definitely been some uh, big-time upsets going on. Um, taking a look at the draw, let's see who's left in the top players. Um, top players still in the draw, top eight seeds. I count one, two, three, two. I count two. So we might have a surprise winner if it's not one of those two guys. Um, we, we could have a surprise finalist for sure. Or an unexpected finalist. Looking at the schedule, um, these are round of 16 matches coming up for uh, tonight, Wednesday, October 11th, or Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. I'm in the States. Um, just four matches on the schedule. It's really unfortunate, these two-week 1,000s. They kind of ruin everything. Um, 12.30 a.m. Eastern tonight, Nicholas Jerry versus Diego Schwartzman followed by Ugo Umber versus J.J. Wolf. 6.30 a.m. Eastern, Carlos Alcaraz versus Grigor Dimitrov, followed by Andre Rublev versus Tommy Paul. These two-week watered-down 1,000s, they really kill the pace. Only four matches, and there's five whole days left to go. It is really not my favorite. And when Cincinnati goes to this format in 2025... The tournament is going to change for the worse, I believe. So if you're going to go to Cincinnati, next year would be the year to go for sure. Um, that's all I got. Be sure to like and subscribe on the pod. If you haven't subscribed to the pod yet, again, what are you doing? You need to help support the pod. You need to download all the new episodes. Um, that's going to do it for now. Um, talk to everyone out there next time. And you've been listening to Trips Tennis Talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.